Hello, welcome to Dark Days Radio Twitch stream. We're not streaming a game for once. <laughs> um, I'm <laughs> yep. one of the regular hosts, Chris. I'm joined by Mike. Hey, how's it going? And we are joined by Crystal, one of our other Hello. hosts. And we are here chatting about community content and the stuff we are planning to put out. Because if you were not aware, um, uh, obviously, Storyteller Vault is a place to uh, produce uh, World of Darkness and Chronicles of Darkness content uh, using the resources there uh, for the various game editions that are available. And on the 15th of October, um, V5, so Vampire the Masquerade 5th edition, will be an option, which is really cool. That's mm-hmm. really, really cool because obviously that's the current edition that's the edition that uh people are mostly um really excited to make content for uh and have likely been making fan content and putting elsewhere but you know you can now finally monetize the content you're making um if you're unaware of what community content is like on there there's going to be templates for word or indesign um and uh to make really I guess, almost equivalent to official products, um, depending upon how well you utilize those products. There's going to be an art pack. There are numerous art packs already. There's going to be the V5 art pack that's apparently going to have hundreds of images in there. So that's that's cool. I say hundreds. It's mostly only 100 because it's taken from, like, how many books for V5? Um, and, uh, yeah, and then, obviously, if you put it on there, you can set your prices for that and, you know, 50%. Uh, of the royalties will go to you and you can distribute those to yourself and your co-writers and your artists and everyone else that puts their labor of love into this. Uh, We've already done some community content uh, for other game lines, mainly Chronicles of Darkness. Um, Mike, what have we done for Chronicles of Darkness? I've forgotten. Jeez, tons of things. Uh, We've got the uh, Secret Frequency Files 1 and 2, which are just like the Secret Frequency episodes here on the show, uh, on the podcast, uh, which are really exciting and provide just a lot of different story ideas, maybe some antagonists, maybe some story hooks, that sort of thing, uh, for Chronicles of Darkness primarily. Uh, Well, only, only for Chronicles of Darkness in that case. And a lot of other Chronicles of Darkness stuff. You know, Chris, you've done quite a few uh, short mortals focused adventures mm-hmm. um we've got uh, ashes of memory which is a geist second edition and first edition um kind yeah, of sas actually. sort of adventure uh that is uh you know really I, I think it's the only geist adventure that's out there right now so uh that's uh, definitely good to check out if you're interested in that setting you and uh, and crystal have also done uh work with other content creators as well uh working on fiction and uh other things so there's definitely uh, quite a bit out there which is uh pretty exciting and really good to see just all the creativity going on uh for the uh the storytellers vault yeah. um but i think chris you know it, with all the excitement that's really going on with uh with v5 finally uh being released for community content we're really uh kind of kind of announcing darker days publishing as a as a more more uh coalesced uh entity at this point you know we've been publishing for a little while you know we just mentioned all those chronicles of darkness products as well but uh you know i think this is really a time that uh, we're we're kind of working together more to bring out 
further written content. Uh, I think we're all really excited about that. So same team uh, for Dark Days Radio with a podcast. Um, and we're going to still do the podcast as well. But, you know, it's going to be the same people you know and love just doing some more written content and having it out there for you uh, to get some of these ideas that we have into a, uh, a bit more of an accessible format, uh, which uh, I think is, is really cool. And, you know, a lot of this, I think, really comes down to to Chris's, you know, creative, you know, perseverance, you know, coming out with that Ascension Night uh, scenario back in, uh, in 2018 um, and focusing on that in a lot of ways. Um, and then as well, you know, having Crystal on board, you've really brought us a lot of uh, invaluable insight uh, into not just writing, but also just, you know, the the overhead portions of it, you know, the uh, the back room, you know, things that you have to be concerned about with, you know, you know, if you're, you're like storage of physical product, if you go that route and that sort of thing. So uh, that's really, uh, really some good stuff um, that uh, is really, really useful for us to, uh, to think about. Definitely. Yeah, I think um, <clears throat> just kind of give people a feel for what we're going to be doing. You know, we mentioned the, uh, the Ascension Night scenario, but uh, kicking things off for uh, V5 releases to the Storytellers Vaults coming out later this month. Uh, Chris, you've got uh, three things that you've been working on and all of us have been working on, really. Yeah, so let's have a look at uh, what we've got ready for uh, the first one, which will go out on release day. It has been available for free to download uh, in its kind of, I guess, dark pack kind of format. Yeah. The, the beta on the test. Days, we'll call it the yeah, beta on test. Yeah, on the uh, Dark Days Radio website. Um on the pod on the uh, podcast website so make blood boil is an introductory scenario for vampire the masquerade uh fifth edition it was the second one we ever uh wrote um with the aim of being used at i think this one was definitely more aimed at being a a uh run at events whereas ascension night was obviously us creating a scenario ready for a podcast episode uh, for release day of V5. That just shows you how long ago these things were done. Yep. So as you can see, um, if I can scroll through this page by page, you know, table of contents. Now also taking out the uh, typos in table of contents that were there. Uh, it's set in Manchester, so it's using this Manchester setting for Vampire because Manchester is a... God, going back to what? First edition, World of Darkness by Night is a Anarch city. And so really working on what it means to be an, an art city. And that's why it's exciting for V5, because V5 is really back to the roots of an art fun. And, yeah, you know, the, the thing is, you know, you'll see there's going to be art in here that is creative commons, free to use, free to to utilize, monetize and, and modify. So some of the art is from those locations. Some of the art is my art, my photography. Uh, you can see there's a lot of text because there's an introduction on Manchester as a place. Some of the art is official V5 art. This may change in the original format because we will see what's officially out for V5 in the art pack. But, you know, so consider this as placeholders for now, but I don't imagine this is going to change too much. And, um, yeah, you know, there's scenes and, um, and new rules. There's a new um, uh, predator type. Yeah. Uh, for players and rules for stuff to because this all concerns an infection in Manchester that takes hold in the vampiric population. Um, 
I don't want to say anything more after that because yep. um, I don't want to do any more spoilers on it. Yep. Uh, Crystal, I mean, you obviously you've you've seen this kind of after the fact of us writing it when you came in a bit later on to Dark Days Radio. So, um, what what from your point of view, given you've been a professional writer longer than myself or Mike, what do you make of this, or, or what what do you what what what's your take home from the fact of what we've done? Um, so I think, so one of the first things that I had a conversation with you about that you would put out was the, the Venice, um, I forget the name of the, the scenario. Uh, Venice Unmasked. Yeah, Venice Unmasked. And I think, so for me, some stuff that catches my eye has to be look pretty. Mm-hmm. And you took a whole bunch of like, just creative commons and, and free images, mashed them together and made them look gorgeous as your cover art. I was like, wow, that's really cool. And that caught my eye. And that's what got me started like talking with you guys further past um, Mike interviewing me at PAX, PAX U um, mm. in 2018. It was, oh my God. Yep. <laughs> um, so I always look for stuff that looks pretty. And for me, at least for, for how I consume things, I do like to have things look similar to the original stuff that it's kind of going off of. So for instance, like layout or font usage or the, the, the feel of the imagery um, or even things like using the green marble if you're doing like Vampire Revised. Um, stuff that kind of evokes that feeling. I prefer that. That doesn't mean that everybody does. And that does not mean that like the content that doesn't use that stuff isn't good because it is it's just that's the stuff that draws my attention first is that it looks very similar to the original material or it has that same feeling um it's, it's funny what you say about venice on mass because that's like that was a labor of love that went back to oh god 2012 and was available yeah. free to download for a while um and that was all done in word and is a yep. complete nightmare in layout for Word, and that's all I'm <laughs> going to say. Um, I am, yeah, I am not a layout person, and that that meme of you know you you accidentally summon a demon. You're there's supposed to be bullet points is me, like. <laughs> so every everything that I've done for community content has been me doing the layout, and it's awful. It's like the worst, and I don't like it. <laughs> Word is awful. Uh, I mean, putting it into the official like into the official templates, it felt like really good to do that back when god when there was that out um ages ago but it, it was a it was a slog because that's like a hundred over a hundred pages and um i would not want to do that again uh <laughs> i think putting things into layout uh once you know as part of the process is much easier um obviously if you don't have access to adobe indesign there are are alternatives and i think they can open up the indesign templates so things like zara and affinity um james who podcasts with us and sometimes streams he did his dnd dm skilled stuff i think using zara and his stuff looks pretty good on that front so um you know this is also another one yeah yeah exactly um also i've got to thank sam uh, my partner sam because she is like the model essentially for the cover of Venice and also some of the art in Make Blood Boil. So um, 
and basically art directing to a stand. I just click the camera. I just press click on the camera. She's she's in charge of what the the look of it. Um, yeah, it's it's a process, and I quite enjoy doing layouts. Um, I don't know why. I just like it. Um, and I think trying to get the V5 look is is interesting. Um, yeah. Do we want to show off Ascension Night? I mean, we've got plans for it. We'll so the plan is for Make Blood Boil. It will be because it's been available for free for like fucking ages, right? So. Um, and so just pay what you want for it. Just, just don't have to pay for it. It's been free. You can find it in its original form off someone more than likely, but it won't be official layouts. Um, and the same will go with Ascension Night. Uh, Mike, you got any other comments about the process of making these in the first place? No, it's just been interesting kind of getting into more of a um, development cycle mindset, uh, which I think Crystal can talk about a little bit later. Um, and just kind of, you know, streamlining that entire process with the, these latest uh, uh, PDF adventures. As Chris mentioned, so Make Blood Boil is going to be uh, coming out for, you know, pay what you want. We're going to have a Ascension Night. Uh, we still need to work some things out, uh, but hopefully that can come out. As, uh, and then in addition to that, there's two other adventures uh, which are being finalized at the moment. Um, the first is the uh, RMN Contract, which is... Uh, uh, an adventure which has been run at several conventions. Um, it's worked out really well, and uh, I think people really like it for being a uh, very social adventure. Um, and then also we have Project Blacklight, which is uh, really more of an, an occult mystery kind of a horror adventure uh, for, for V5 as well. Yeah. And it's interesting, when you look at the four adventures all together, um, Ascension Knight's really, it's kind of the combat adventure because there is really a, a forced combat. It's really, it's all developed really to just introduce the system to you um, in a kind of sequential manner. So you learn about, you know, social checks and uh, skill checks, then you get into more of an investigation portion, and then finally there's like a showdown at the end. Uh, Make Blood Boil is the uh, real investigation-heavy adventure. Our Man Contract is social all the way you know you can really just go through chatting for that entire uh that entire adventure without uh, or story i should say without really needing to roll a dice unless it's you know fully necessary which i think is a real strength to it and then again as i mentioned project blacklight that's really the let's go full-on spook mode for uh the world of darkness here yeah um and all four of them use the same settings and so all use Manchester. So the things that we're looking at is obviously Ascension Night gives you an introduction to the Kindred Society of Manchester. And obviously there's been some updates in that, I think, as ideas have coalesced on that. And I'm not going to say they're final because we, we have plans and there'll mostly be some retcons when we make something a bit more bulky about Manchester. But it all, you know, it, it does its purpose, and you know, vampire is filled with retcons. Um, <laughs> and make and the same make blood boil gives a bit more history to Manchester for people that obviously aren't from the UK and don't know what why Manchester is so interesting. Um, because it fucking is. I think we'll the plan is to have again some extra stuff in beyond just the scenarios in um, the other two other two scenarios. So there'll be. I know we'll, we'll try and put in maybe another predator type, uh, a law sheet maybe might be something interesting. Yeah, we were talking uh, about that. Yeah, or 
or a bit more detail of like, well, you're a vampire, like where are you going to hunt in Manchester? So we might do a little bit of a, an approach like damnation city approach to that. And that would be quite uh, a good way of uh, approaching that. Um, but I think the thing is, is that the getting them into this, these PDFs into this state represents the evolution of it being a kind of like pissing about and we can make these things to formalizing a process because you know i think we know what the process is now and recently in my day job i've been doing a lot of like software development management and it's uncanny the similarity between that process and um developing books (laughs) to be perfectly honest yeah certainly so i mean crystal you want to uh kind of bring up some of the ways that you've been helping us kind of streamline this and also I mean, I guess giving some insight into really what the RPG development process is. Yeah. So I think that a vast majority of people who consume RPG material or even books in general um, aren't really aware of exactly the steps in the process that goes through when it comes to fully developing a book and how that comes about. So um, obviously everybody, every company is different as far as their approach with this or their interpretation of the steps of it. Um, Everyone kind of follows similar processes um, and they obviously have their own um, cycles that they go through for products and books and stuff like that. Most companies um, will have multiple books going on at the same time because you you don't, it's not a escalator. where you can only have so many people going up at the same time. It's a multitude of escalators and you're trying to time it so that everything comes out at certain points and hits those certain beats. And um, what that looks like for every company is going to be different, but yes, like not most companies don't have just one book going. Um, Just like with us, we have several things that we're kind of playing around with right now. For us, like we just have an idea board instead of pitching, but for most companies to pitch, then it starts like the hiring and writing process and developers are generally the one that are in charge with hiring. So they're the one that puts together the team. Our team is set. We, um, uh, we have people who um, most on our podcast or streams uh, working with us with the writing process and The writing process is also very different that I think what people don't realize is that writing a lot of times you write a big chunk, but it gets broken up into a lot of different places in the book. Um, Like, for instance, stuff that I wrote with um, Chicago by Night, I didn't just write a chapter. I wrote a whole series of things and they actually come through in different parts of the book. And I wasn't necessarily told exactly where they were going to fall. I was just given, hey, you're going to write the kindred history of Chicago. So that's just an example of things of sometimes things get broken apart. Sometimes Mm -hmm. they don't. The development process from there, once the writers get all of their work in, is that the developer themselves actually take a look at the bigger picture of everything. They, you have to make sure that the mechanics work and mechanics take a lot more development than story or history or anything like that. Um, So the mechanics generally take a lot longer. It's a lot more nitpicky. And there might be multiple reiterations of 
some sort of mechanic if it's just not working out um, or play testing is involved or something like that. Um, and then the developer basically gives a feedback to all of the writers as far as things that are, or ideas that they want to expand upon. Um, a developer will look at a piece of writing from the perspective of the consumer, meaning if a consumer is going to have a question about something, the developer is going to want that writer to expand upon it and, and explain it so that the consumer knows exactly what's going on and how that's going to get interpreted at the table. Um, from there, once the writers get their stuff back and get their um, what's called usually called red lines done. Um, the developer will then go through and make sure that everything is consistent throughout. So for instance, um, checking to make sure that mechanics are the same throughout every single draft. Names are the same for every single draft. Um, the way that <laughs> you talk about a city is similar and that the voice that you use as a writer is similar throughout everything. So you don't switch around tenses, you don't switch around perspectives unless that's the point of what you're doing. And in that case, what visuals you can add for that. Uh, from there, editing <laughs> mm. you, um, yep. is a really, really, really important. It is a different step than development. Development takes a look at the, the actual meaty chunks of it. And then the editor sometimes is not a gamer or a game developer. Um, thankfully, we have someone who, who is. Um, and so they can understand mechanics, but the editor is going to look at like the grammar and punctuation. And is this the same throughout um, like M dashes or <laughs> use of uh, colon or that pesky, you know, uh, uh, Oxford comma. <laughs> oh yeah. And, we, uh, I'm going to make a, I'm going to make a stand on this. We're going to use the Oxford comma for everything. Okay. Thank you. We all agreed yes. on that. <laughs> All right, good. <laughs> good. <laughs> I always use it too. Um, but the, that's what the editor does. And then after that, the developer will take everything through and put it all in one document for the layout person. Um, the layout person will then put it into its template or whatever layout that it has. If there's some sort of art direction that's generally headed by the developer because they they know what's going on in all of the pages and can vi add visualization to it. Um, but that's not necessarily going to be the case every single time or anything like that because sometimes the layout person will have ideas too once they look over everything or one of the writers may have something um, with what they would like to do as well. So, uh, after layout is art. And then after that, it all gets put together and it goes through a stage called proofing. <laughs> uh, proofing is this magical point where somebody takes a look at the documents, the PDF itself, and goes, is this consistent throughout? Does this look the same? Does it follow our guidelines? Okay. Is there anything that we need to change other than like the page XXX? in the document. So, cause the, I will tell you the page XXX is the last thing you ever do because oh, yeah. your page numbers will change multiple times throughout this process. So you always want to keep the page XXX until the very last, 
which is why like you'll see in Kickstarters, uh, if you get a Kickstarter copy, you'll see page XXX in there. That is not a mistake. <laughs> so, so yeah, like it, there's a lot more that goes into it than what is seen by the consumer and, yeah, yeah. and each step takes its own amount of time and you can go through cycles of, um, like writers can go through three, four development cycles, depending on how much you are, how much you are creating. So like if you're creating an entirely new system, you might have three or four red lines from the developer or five or six even to get everything working the way that the developer wants at the end. Yeah, so yeah. it's pretty <laughs> fluid how it all works. Yeah. I mean, our system is likely is not following quite the same essentially because obviously we're a I guess a little writers group in that respect yeah. you know some of yeah. us some of us want to write some of us don't want to write but actually want you know find being part of the other processes uh some of us won't want to write on some stuff because you know it's not our jam uh but certainly can help with like doing the layout or doing uh, art or, or, or simply just proofing. So in that respect, it's, it, it's different in that it's different in that way. And, you know, um, you know, cause we'll be distributing royalties cause that's how dry throw RPG works. Uh, and it's easier for us to manage it that way. So, you know, it, it's more as a place for us to develop skills and ideas and show what we can do. And I think that's the great thing about community content. That's the reason I got hired for stuff like Vampire and 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 Changeling, for example, and other products is because if you can show what you can do and have a body of work, then um, it makes it easier uh, to to get hired. Um, but yes, it's it's definitely a a uh, process uh, that has to be that the, no matter what you're doing has to be worked through uh, because pr- uh, I guess editing and proofreading your own stuff is a nightmare because you just miss your own crap basically you're too you're too involved in it you're too close to it to see the big picture um, uh, or actually you know you see the big picture you're missing the fine details which someone else is picking out that's more more accurate I think. Um, I think that's what we'll be doing with our little team of of writers because I think everyone wants to write slightly different things, um, and we're not going to be just focusing on V five. I think V five has just re-energized us after a while. I think the pandemic, work, jobs, <laughs> and and life has ground us down a little bit, and the fact that V five is an option has just kind of made us go like bloody hell, we've got this stuff that we've written already. Let's get it out there. We've got these ideas. Let's do them. Um, and that will hopefully feed into uh, writing other things. I'm already looking at the PDF of, of Ascension and Make the Boil here, and I'm just realising there's a fucking colon missing in the uh, credits page. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, yep. Sorry, I missed that while I was improving. So yeah, right. I think we're going over it again. Jesus uh, Christ. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, it's always the little things. But yeah, I mean, so I think there's two other things that uh, we really want to bring up here. So as Chris was kind of alluding to, you know, we got these things coming out for V5. We're looking at doing some other stuff in the future. You know, we don't really want to shit talk about, you know, all the ideas that we have. But, um, 
you know, we do want to present that there's there's a couple of things we're looking at in the future uh, for the uh, kind of darker days publishing wing. So I think we're all very interested in historical settings. Yeah. Um, one thing that's uh, already had some brainstorming going on is this uh, Vampire Britannica kind of setting. And so that'd be looking at, uh, you know, Vampire the Masquerade set in the uh, the British Isles. We're thinking like uh, 100 AD, that uh, time period thereabouts. I think it's at 85 AD, kind of as a starting point. Um, so that's a, that's a dramatically different kind of setting um, with... Uh, Intriguingly, there was quite a bit written about it, um, you know, primarily from the Romans that were uh, there at that time. So that brings some really interesting, uh, uh, you know, viability as a setting, which uh, could be really cool. I had this, uh, I had this Wraith the Oblivion uh, community content thing that I wrote uh, almost a year ago, and it's just kind of been sitting there. So that's something we really want to uh, finally get around to editing and uh, uh, get out the door. So that's kind of dealing with uh, dealing with mediums in Wraith, but also kind of introducing some other ways to play around with uh, those kinds of powers. Um, and we're not going to leave Chronicles of Darkness behind as well. Um, we know David's been working on his Paradigm Shift adventure for quite some time, which is another uh, real uh, Mortals-focused Chronicles of Darkness adventure, but also has some options for you know expanding into uh, some of the different kind of like supernatural monster types. And then uh, a little thing I like to call Crystal's Bloody Hooks, uh, <laughs> which uh, would probably be kind of a V5 anthology supplement, sort of sort of like the secret frequency files that we've done before, but uh, really just focused on V5 and introducing a lot of different uh, you know, antagonist story hooks, uh, legends and lore, and how that could be used in uh, the kind of more open setting, more mysterious setting of Vampire the Masquerade 5th edition. And... We don't want this this entire episode just kind of like be an advertisement uh, or anything like that. Um, you know, Crystal, really appreciate the the insight you gave into the development process, and I think it's really educational for our listeners because um, a lot of them are you know really interested in community content or you know working in RPGs that sort of thing. But I think while we, as was mentioned, we kind of have our writers and and people set at the moment. Uh, I'm sure that's going to change in the future, and uh, there's a very good chance that we're going to be looking for, you know, other talent out there, you know, people for writing, art, layout, etc. Um, so definitely be on the lookout for us, uh, you know, posting on social media that we're looking for certain types of people, uh, and, you know, we'd be really you know, excited to talk to you and see if, you know, we could work with each other. So a lot of great options for the future, and it's, uh, it's looking pretty bright, so definitely very exciting. Uh, anything else that uh, Crystal you want to mention or or Chris? There's a whole bunch of community content out there that we also haven't touched upon as a group. Mm. Um, that I know that, um, like I wrote on uh, Canis Minor, which is for Pugmire, which is fifth edition. Um, I've also done uh, a Scion supplement for um, uh, Godlike Relics. Uh, so. Oh, that that's on the story path nexus vault or story path nexus not the vault but yeah um but there's a whole bunch of other stuff out there that we may also be touching upon so if there is something that you would actually like to uh see us do um if you go to drive through rpg's site and go search for community content on there um it'll bring up the list of all the community content sites that are on there and there are a lot <laughs> Yeah, there are a lot yeah. more than just World of Darkness. Yeah, I mean, there's there's obviously D and D with the DMs Guild. Um, mm-hmm. 
and having written recently for private press i am at least uh i'm definitely more um how can i put it um comfortable with dnd rule systems and so forth um yeah because mainly yeah i like writing for that saying because it's iron kingdoms and iron kingdoms kicks ass uh, but obviously it's running off dnd 5e so you know through that process i'm now at least i understand a lot better and deeper um dnd so there's definitely that type of content and obviously as we said the t- the, within the team there's a lot of dnd kind of expertise um then there's third eye games of the pip system we can write mm-hmm. content through that and that's fairly open to do kind of what we want with the system so yeah um and that that as a system is a nice dice ball system so it's really quite easy to develop ideas for um or novel settings or whatever um i think obviously vazen is open as community content i know david's a big fan of that one i think that kind of overlaps quite neatly with the type of stuff we've done for chronicles of darkness so you know that's something that's uh easier to develop for for us i just need to read the rules for it uh, and actually play some at some point Obviously, we can't touch Warhammer or any of those IPs. I wish I could. No. Uh, but, no, you can't. know, b- uh, the big G-dub uh, will not allow it. Um, <laughs> Chris, Chris, I think you can I think you can touch his Y-hander. Yes, yeah. you can. Grim and Perilous. <laughs> yep. We could. Yeah, I guess we could. Um, I mean, we've got... Uh, yeah, I mean, we guess we could touch that system and, and make something. Um, I don't know what. That's uh, that's confusing. I, I, I need to read. I need to read Zweihander at some point. It's so. a percentile system. So that's all you need to know. Um, right, right. Fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> it's a Warhammer heartbreaker. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's there's plenty of things that likely we've got ideas that would fit in. And I think the main thing is that when I guess part of what I'm interested in is not just writing like you know for vampire like I'm not really interested in writing another clan book. Like who I don't really care about writing an interpretation of clan like. La Sombra or or Bloodline something for V5 and conversing it over because you know, I think the fun the fun is, and this is actually good advice for community content, is is try and find something that will stand out from the crowd. Um and that might be easier in other systems as well to stand out from the glut of, of products that will be out there because people jump on it and want to make something. And if you do want to do your interpretation, you can do. And on that point as well, um, like I've written, we wrote for Storyteller Vault 2, a version of the Architects of the Monolith for Requiem 2E. But someone else did a, their interpretation for the uh, uh, a 2e Ventru clan book for Requiem. So don't feel bad if someone has written it. You can have your own spin on it as long as you're not plagiarizing, obviously. So if you do feel you've got a, a good, strong take on something, then do it as well. Um, I think V5 is a really good time for doing that because there's so many gaps in the the setting for Vampire to do that. And you can likely port over some ideas that will fit into V5. So I don't know if you if you think there's a certain like cult from Circle of the Chrome, which with a reimagining fits V5, 
and you think you can do it, then I think do it because that'll be fun. That's a good exercise in writing as well. I can't think of any other advice or, or where to go with community content, like what other portals there are, but it's definitely worth doing. Um, I mean, we're happy to talk about it if you want to just hop on the Darker Days Discord. Yeah. Um, like we have uh, Under a Bridge, TJ Wilson uh, has done quite a few community content projects and uh, I helped out with editing one of them, uh, for example. So, you know, we got people on there that uh, are pretty knowledgeable. So, you know, if you just want to, you know, come on board, just talk about things, share some ideas. Um, I think that's fine because we're not going to be writing your ideas. No, <laughs> so. no. Uh, we could certainly add the infrastructure around it maybe to bring something to life. That's for certain. Sure. Cool. Um, anything else to talk about, Mike? Um, that Or Crystal, that's coming up or important. Uh, Mike, we need to review some books. I think at some point we need to talk about Guide to the Sabbat, the new Sabbat book for V5. And uh, we also need to chat about... Mm-hmm. World of Darkness Ghost Hunters for Wraith the Oblivion 20th. Mm-hmm. Yep. I've not even touched yep. that yet, so I need to definitely both in the docket. I don't have I don't have the spot book yet. I so need to have a look at that. That's another challenge. But uh yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on. And you know, we've been focused on other things. You know, you might notice we haven't had like a podcast episode in a little while just because we've been busy with other things and uh yeah, obviously we're hustling to get these uh these V five adventures out the door. So there's a lot going on. I'm hoping this month to uh, at least do a Nice little Spooktober secret frequency or something. That'd be a lot of fun. That'd be cool. Uh, but of course, we've got all the streaming, the uh, you know vampire stuff going on. So there's still a lot of content coming out from us, uh, which is uh, just you know really good. You know, just keep things moving. I will cool. also be at, um, in theory, at Gamehole Con physically wow. in Madison. So I'm a special guest there. So if you guys, if anybody is there or wanting to. Uh, say hello i will be wearing masks but (laughs) i will be there um and you'll be able to touch base with me you guys can um if you are there um and just uh tag me in discord and i will come and say hello Uh, i'll be running games there too cool um i was thinking content wise that is on the war gaming front when i get my ass into gear um there's gonna be quite a bit of painting guides i will remember to write up how i did it uh because i've got a copy of first edition epic space ring so that's not gonna be too difficult to paint a guide on that um (laughs) It's going to be like spray. Okay, you got these little space marines here. Spray yeah. and slap one, one contrast on there. And maybe a dry brush. Maybe a dry brush. Maybe not with contrast. Um, but I am scouting for a paint scheme for some Necrons. So I can do something that isn't just dull fucking... Chaos, chaos black and, and, uh, and a metal. dry brush. Yeah. Metal. I don't want to do that. I want something a bit more interesting. Okay. And non-metal metallic uh purple i think that'd be good non-metallic Pur- me- yeah you metal know what purple dude dude green and purple okay do the armor purple then you have the green glowy uh, i've done Gauss so rifle much shit like that green and purple goes well together all the time and i've painted so many things okay. like that it's just it gets kind of a little bit kind of no-brainer okay. well, i'm um, sorry i was so excited about but it. i will also be painting because <laughs> it fits with epic is um i pre-ordered aeronautica imperialis uh, the new box that's out this, that's pre-ordered for this weekend. So it's Space Marines and Eldari. So that'll nice. be really fun to paint. 
little Eldar planes. Pew, 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 pew. Um, that's going to be fun. Um, I'm still waiting for my Back to Gotham starter set, which is the Batman miniatures game stuff. So I'm waiting for that because I've got like terrain and everything. So yeah, I need to play some games in person though. And I've been putting it off for so long because uh, yeah, you know, pandemics and shit like that. But yeah, it's a safe thing to do. Yeah. We can do some outdoor outdoor Warhammer. Yeah, we'll see. Before it gets too cold. We'll see. As long as it's not raining over there in England. Yeah, which it is. Even when it's sunny, it rains. <laughs> um, but that's basically it. Uh, someone on the Twitch stream saying, I'm considering writing a Scion book for Promethean 2E. So is that basically trying to write Promethean 2E, but using the Scion setting and system? Are you thinking about making Prometheans into Titans? That'd be kind of cool. Oh, yeah, yeah, that could work. That would work really well. Children Mm. of the Displaced Titans. Yeah. Huh. That'd be really cool. Um, Yeah, we'd have to check the legality of such a thing just because of how the... uh, Storyteller's Vault is without mixing yeah, things together. Yeah, I, I think um, you'd have to you'd have to most probably change the name of everything in yeah. Promethean. We'll be on the uh, story path Nexus, but yeah, I think yeah, you could do that. Promethean itself is not a a protected word, but the the concept of the book is like yeah, because Promethean itself is, is is a pretty widely known mythology so yeah like you could take you could take the concept of it you just wouldn't be able to use like the same legal legal terms that onyx path does in it um Mm. but i like the idea (laughs) i think that would be pretty awesome like the children the the children of titans just trying to create their own pantheon or something like that like that would be amazing yeah um, oh my gosh. Speaking of Promethean, I know something else I really, really like to do, and I think Mike knows what it is, <laughs> but I'm not going to say because I don't. Again, I don't know how much we can do with. Um, oh, you're going to have to with... tell me after a stream then. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Talk about this. Um, <laughs> Sorry, oh, sorry, shit. we shouldn't be keeping secrets on stream. <laughs> no, 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 it's crap in it. Um, Oh god, yeah. I'm trying to think of what other fun things are there. Oh, science are the children of Prometheans. Oh, I've yet to play. I've yet to. I've yet to play. I've yet to play um, Scion, though. Of course, I've yet to play Trinity. I've got ideas of, that would possibly fit the Trinity system setting. Okay, but well, not, yeah, I mean, we can always it. stream Scion too because I have a Scion. Uh, I have Scion stuff that I can run, and I probably should be running more Scion. I wonder if um actually I'm I'm thinking Engel. Could we convert Engel to the Scion setting? <sighs> I wish we could. I wish we could. Engel, that's a book we need to find. <laughs> I've got a copy of it. I've yet to fucking read it. <laughs> I've been reading it every summer for the past <laughs> three summers. It's only reading in the summer, and I'm always like, this game just needs a better system. <laughs> Great setting, needs yeah. a better system. Does Cult, does, Cult have, does Cult have a community content portal? It doesn't yet. Fuck's sake. Okay, that's it. That's all our shit talking, shit posting, basically about ideas at, right at the end of that. Uh, if you've got any questions, uh, you can tweet us at Dark Radio. You can go over to our Facebook, Dark Radio. You can find images 
of painted miniatures and other shit going down at Darker Days Radio on Instagram. You can find us www.darker-days.org for the podcast. You can find from there our WordPress that contains like painting guides for how to paint blood ravens using contrast paints because that's basically what I'm doing for Epic, <laughs> just with less details. Um, and uh, that's pretty much it. Obviously, uh, you can go from the Facebook or from the blog or from the podcast. You will find the uh, Discord where you can likely talk to us more about ideas and we can work out what we can do for turning turning your ideas into likely a reality and how we'll do that and, you know, distribute royalties appropriately for the work done on those things because, you know, that's life. No one, And that's the biggest rule of community content. If you're good at something, don't do it for free. Don't sell yourself short because a race to the bottom is shite. Um, it's a da- it will damage all of us doing that. That's that's uh, that's the worst thing you can do. Creators um, die of exposure. Yeah, yeah, we're not going to do it for exposure for you. We're not going to do that because that sucks. Uh, yeah, that's it for now. So we will um, speak again uh, when the streams out and the podcast out. So uh, bye for now. This has been an episode of Darker Days Radio. Special thanks to Occam's Laser for the intro, outro, and new bumper music from their hit album, Nine Circles. Check out the rest of their work at occamslaser.bandcamp.com. Wait, who publishes Cult? <laughs> it's powered who by... Who publishes Cult? Uh, it's... Uh, it's Free League, but so, Free League has only released no, certain free things onto free, there. Free League, Free League has their own community content. It's, um, it's, Wait, the, it's, not free, it's free League, it's free League Workshop. Oh, right, it is Homegas. My bad. Oh, my okay. Bad. I'm, getting, I'm getting my Swedes mis- mixed up. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. uh, cut that from the episode. <laughs> cut, from, cut that. Cut that. <laughs> yeah, that, that's definitely not on, uh, unfortunately, not on there. But Cult would be an awesome... Thing to play around with. Yeah, great for angle.